welcome to the Enhanced Living Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kruger. I believe that we all have within us the power to be everything that we are meant to be and so much more. This show is a weekly dose of practical and spiritual principles, strategies, tips, and ideas to help you grow into the best version of yourself. Here's to becoming exactly who you were meant to become. I've been called a human Swiss army knife because I'm a TV host, inspirational speaker and coach, live event MC and DJ, certified yoga and Ayurveda teacher, functional fitness enthusiast, author, husband, and dad with a voracious appetite for knowledge. And I'll be sharing real talks with successful people from all walks of life, spiritual teachers and masters and experts in many different fields. I'll also share my own perspective that I've gained from over 20 years of diligent meditation and spiritual work so we can all experience enhanced living. Are you ready to evolve? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Enhanced Living. Today I have with me the most amazing human being that I've ever had the pleasure and fortune of knowing. She is a yoga and Ayurveda therapist. She is an earth angel to so many human beings. She is an actress, a comedian, a mom, and most importantly to me, she's my wife. So I would love to welcome right now, Sharice Banks Kruger. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you. Of course, it's my pleasure. I love you. And thank you for the amazing uh, introduction. Yes. Well, I mean, it's all true, of course. So I think to start off for anyone listening into the show right now, I think it's important for people to understand how we met, because that to me is not only an amazing story, but it's it's just one of those things that you you I don't think you could write this. No, definitely not. <laughs> do, do, you, do you want to start? But maybe you can. I mean, I think that's the whole thing. I think when you really tune into your truth and your purpose and why you're here, these kind of things happen all the time. So that's true. So yes, before I met you, I was kind of at a place where I had been through a lot of different relationships and I just wanted to focus on myself and I felt okay whether I got married or not, whether I had kids or not. I just felt good. I felt whole as a person and I was just working on that and really just wanted to be on my own. And I knew that when I did eventually connect with somebody, it was going to be because I chose to be with that person and they chose to be with me. And so I was actually in the process of getting ready for a move and I got this great gig. I'm also a Britney Spears impersonator, which I do a lot of different things. So this is one of the things that I've done and I still do. And so I was getting ready for my gig. And the day before I got this weird feeling like, I feel like I'm going to meet somebody. (laughs) And I know you had, if you want to start there. Sure. Yes. No, of course. So, I mean, for, for anyone who's been listening since the beginning, you know the story of how, how I met my wife, I believe. But just a quick recap, it was a very similar thing for me. I had been through what I had been through, and I came to this place where I was fully complete. I didn't want a relationship. I, I, was, I was done. And leading up to this event, I just had this feeling like I was going to meet somebody, and I couldn't shake the feeling. And it was just one of those things where, you know, every I went to the rehearsals. You didn't go to the rehearsals. You were I, was, ju- I was too busy getting ready for my move. Yeah, you were just like, no, I'm over it. I'm not I'm not going to the... To- well, I wasn't a part of the full show. I was kind of doing my own thing. So I thought, okay, I'll just show up and do my thing and we'll be good. And it worked out great. But yeah. the point is, is that every time I went to... There was only one rehearsal, but I met with people a few times. And each time I was like, okay no, it's not any of these people. And, I, and I'm like, why am I even thinking this? Because I don't even want to meet anybody. And so keep going. because Yeah, so I had that feeling. And then the day of, I met up with some of the people that were going to be on the gig, and we were all in the car together headed towards the event. And when we pulled up, you walked towards the car, and it was like, it was just one of those moments where it's like, 
you just kind of fall out of your face. And I think for both of us, I think I was able to cover it up a little bit more than you were because I, I, I definitely recognize that you had that same kind of a feeling because you literally were walking and stopped and did like, you were just like, like, I know people can't see this, but it was just kind of like, like, I just could tell. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, I knew that you could tell. And I literally was just, I it, I had the thought, wow, I hope she didn't just see me fall out of my face. Because you have to understand, for those of you who don't know Sharice and who haven't seen her and haven't had the, the awe-inspiring vision of her face. Um, no, it's true. She's a showstopper. I mean, and I know that that sounds so cliche and well, weird. Well, I'm a showstopper to you and that's all that matters. Yes, to me and to everyone else who no. comes up and tries to speak with you. But the point is, the point is, is that it was one of those things. It was beyond the physical, really. It was one of those feelings where I just felt like my soul was like, oh no, that is the person, that is the soul on the other side, like inside that body that you are supposed to be around. And I didn't even know what it meant. Like I had no idea. All I know is I had to be around her. Yeah. So I felt the same way. I, I definitely knew. I mean, you're very attractive, but <laughs> I, it was more than that. It was just like a body, mind, soul, like immediately. And I, I immediately flashed to one of my gurus, Yogananda. He, he said that when you meet somebody that you're supposed to be with, whether it's romantic or a friendship, like you can feel it on all levels and I could feel it on all, all levels. Yeah. I mean, so could I for sure. And I, I know that for anybody listening today, for everybody listening today, that you've been in that position where you've you've met somebody and you just feel right away instantly connected to that person and you have no idea why. And then you start speaking and you can speak for hours. And that's exactly what happened with us. We spoke all yes, night that night. We did. We just couldn't stay away from each other. In fact, at one point, the client kind of came over and was like, you guys need to like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't anything like that. I think at the end of the event, I asked you to dance because i that's one of my things. I love to dance. I've been a dancer my whole life, like not professional anymore, but I was when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be with somebody that enjoyed dancing and moving, and it just says so much to me. So I invited Adam to come dance with me, and, you know, it was great. He was an amazing dancer, so I knew from there, okay, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's true. To be fair, though, at that point, I was finished with my job because I was supposed to host and do comedy for the show. So was I. The show was over, yeah, but we were we were then supposed to, like, dance with everybody, which... Yes. Um, it, was a, it was a private event on a boat. It was a ton of fun, but the point is, is that from that point on, we literally were basically inseparable. We, we've, we're, we've been together ever since. Yes. And this is, this is over 11 and a half years ago at this point. Yes. So I just thought that it would be fun to kind of share that, that story of how we met. And we've had so many synchronicitous moments in our life together. Now, obviously, as you know, because you've been, you've been the driving force basically behind literally every positive change in my life. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I do the work myself, of but course. you know, you've been such an inspiration and, and, and more. I want to know because I, I ask people whenever they come on the show, I always want to talk to them about how they got to where they are. And I know how you are the way you are, but I just think it's so, so vital for my listeners to know your background and how you came to this place. So a little bit of, of background here on Sharice. She is the most positive human being I have ever met. She is the person who has drilled into me that anything and everything is possible. We've experienced this together, oh, yes. but it's, but it's a belief. And you are the person who will always come back towards, Hey, it's going to be all right. Whatever it is now, I don't care what kind of storm clouds are in our way at this moment in time, but it's going to clear. The sun's coming out. Don't worry. And you've gotten us through personally so many different things. So talk to us a bit about how, how you came to this place. Tell us about your childhood. Tell us about your background in yoga and how that kind of led you to where you are 
I'm starting to get a little emotional. So yeah, I'm very lucky. I was born into a yogi hippie family. My parents actually, I was birthed at home and my mom had a midwife and she had all of her friends around and they were all chanting Om when I came out. So like just the thought of that makes me feel just so connected to my purpose and, you know, why I'm, why I'm here and what I'm doing. And I think, you know, I do so many different things, but for me, it's always been most important to be grounded and to be connected to source. So I've had so many amazing experiences growing up. I I had a wonderful childhood. I mean, my parents are part of the reason I wanted to have a child or children just because I wanted them to be grandparents. So I'm just so grateful for that amazing childhood because I know a lot of people don't have that. And so Part of part of growing up like that, I wanted to share and be of service in some way. And so I feel like through yoga and Ayurveda and um, tarot readings, which I learned to do when I was in seventh grade, because my mom used to use the, use the cards with me. I mean, these are just some of the gifts that I feel like I was given. And I, I just love to share and be of service in that way. And and I mean, it obviously shows you taught me how to read tarot cards about 10 years ago. And and it's it's really an amazing thing, because I know a lot of people out there who have said, you know, tarot card reading, it's it's a whole bunch of hooey and all that stuff. And I mean, even we say don't put all your all your, you know, don't make all your decisions based on on cards that we're throwing down. But the difference is, I think that when we do these readings, it's it's a it's an intuitive kind of feel. We're basically taking a snapshot of where things are now. It's not a, f- a future predictor, right? Well, yeah, so- anything and everything is possible. And I really feel like, especially with the cards, it's a mirror for that person. Like they're trusting me to work the cards and open them up and let that energy come bounce back onto them in terms of the message that they need to receive. And I truly feel like I'm open to source moving through me. And so I just let that come through. I don't even feel like it's myself. I just feel like I open myself as a channel mm-hmm. to let that message come out. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for all the gifts that I've been given. And I grew up, you know, in a performing family too, because we had a family band, as you know, but the (laughs) listeners maybe don't know. My parents are a musical duo. So my brother and I were always playing with him. My brother plays the drums still, like he's an amazing drummer. And I played piano and danced and sang along as well. So um, that kind of sparked my interest in the arts as well as becoming an actress. Which kind of leads me to, uh, well, just to wrap up the the tarot side of things. I mean, obviously, we always say, take it with a grain of salt. This is about helping you through what it is that you're dealing with now. You're in control of what's going to happen. You know, obviously, you have to take responsibility for what it is that you're doing as opposed to just allowing everything to just kind of happen. 100%. Intention without action is useless. It bears no fruit. And that's what yoga and Ayurveda for me, like having that basis in that, it's like, it's not just the pill you can take. You have to actually take action and you are what you do on a daily basis. So you can't just expect to get, you know, do one thing for one day and expect these amazing results. I mean, maybe you can, but I just feel like it's how you live and what are you practicing and what are you putting in the energy that you're putting in, you're going to receive back. And it's just, it's truly incredible. The more you practice and in terms of meditation, yoga, Ayurveda, all those things like taking time to be in nature. A hundred percent. And and so I just want to kind of go back to, because, you know, you had said, and I know this, of course, but you had talked about uh, being in the entertainment business. And obviously, you've had a very long and amazing career as an actress. But as everybody knows, being an actor or an actress in Hollywood comes with a bunch of different possible setbacks. There's a lot of rejection that you deal with. There's a lot of 
I mean, there's a lot of issues in personalities because you're dealing with so much rejection mm-hmm. and yet you're rooted and grounded in yoga and spirituality. So how did you mitigate the two? Because I know there's a lot of people who look at the entertainment industry as a whole and they're just like, that's the devil's work, which, by the way, is nonsense. But, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard that said and I know that it's not an easy business to be in as, as someone who's been in it as well. For as long as we both have, my question for you and for our listeners to hear this beautiful answer, because I know that that's what it is, how did you mitigate the two? How did you handle both having your spiritual practice and being an actress in Hollywood? You know, I just never saw them as being separate. I just see it as one big thing. And honestly, when I went for my full training for my 500 hour, that's when I had the best year as an actress because I was so engrossed in what I feel is truth and that higher energy, my my highest self. And so I feel like I was just showing up and shining this big, bright light. And I think that's what people are looking for, like the light and other people. Like that's what I look for when I meet people, like your light and your goodness. And that's what I want to see. And that's what I want to magnify. And so for me, I felt like when I was just so engrossed in all of it, I was just so high in a natural way, of course, never, (laughs) never that other way. But like, just just like, you know, I wasn't in a place where I was desperate or needing anything. It was like, I'm just showing up and being me. And I was having so much fun because the majority of the stuff that I've booked has been comedy. So Mm -hmm. I think that when you can just be grounded and be in the moment, you know, that's where your best work is going to come out. Yeah. And, you know, I want to point something out, too. Uh, And again, of course, this is probably not a question I'd be able to ask you, uh, having not known you. But as someone who is in Hollywood, you're going out all the time, you're auditioning. For anyone who's unaware or who has never had experience with this, you hear a lot of no's before you ever get to a yes. And my question for you is this. You were able to turn down lots of things that didn't resonate with you And from my perspective, I believe that that's because you're so rooted deeply in who you are that it made no difference for you because you're just set and ready to go in the direction that you choose to go in. How do you overcome the fear of of turning down an audition or a role because it's not right for you? And even is there a fear for you? No, there's not. I mean, maybe when I first started, I wanted to, you know, get myself out there and build my resume. But thank God there was nothing that was weird or because I was able to feel energy and just be able to, you know, kind of check in with myself. Does this feel right? But no, I mean, nowadays, especially it's like, if it doesn't vibe with me, I'm just like, no, thank you in the most lovely way. But I'm really only interested in doing things that I feel will bring me joy doing and bring others joy. So I just, that's just kind of how simple it is for me now. And I, and I'm not worried, even my current manager that I have, she's incredible. I told her, I said, I'm in this business for the long haul. I'm not looking to latch on to something just because it's what everyone's talking about or whatever. Like, I want to do this because it feels good for me. And I know that there's going to be something that's perfect for me. So I'm not in a rush or anxious or desperate. And that obviously shows. I mean, you you definitely have been able to manifest the things that you want. What do you think it is about you that makes everything fall into place. Because, you know, I I know so many people who look at you from the outside looking in, including myself, you know, and I'm not on the outside at all. But it just it just seems like everything seems to just work out for Sharice. Why? Why? (laughs) Why do you think that is? Well, thank you. Um, Yes, I I think because I believe that it'll work out. I believe it. I trust that. And I really think what you believe and what you have faith in and what you trust 
is going to manifest. Thoughts are things. Everything is energy. It's all been proven by scientists. I really just, I put my energy so much into goodness, into light. And just as I get older, that's the most important thing. So if something comes in, and of course there's stuff coming in all the time that someone might perceive as bad or negative or, oh my gosh, how could you deal with that? And I just go, you know what? I'm on my path and no matter what, I'm going to be okay because I truly do feel that I am a soul. And so no matter what, I'm going to fly. <laughs> so I, you know, that's just me. And that's just, I had to choose for myself at some point in my life. You know, I, I had this wonderful upbringing in yoga and Ayurveda and, you know, meditation, chanting, everything, you know. And at some point I had to choose that for myself. And I remember being in college in particular, when I went, I just felt so out of place, almost like I had lived in a bubble before. And it just kind of put me in a little bit of a depression, I wouldn't say for too long, but I was like, I don't understand how these people all seem so unhappy. And so I started diving deep and reading things for myself. And I really chose, you know what, everyone deserves to be happy. And so I really just claimed that for myself and I've moved from there. And of course, you know, over the years, there's different things and setbacks and whatever, but I've always stayed on the course and I've always just been so grateful for the people that have showed up, the books that have showed up, the shows that have showed up, you know, just in the exact right time. And so I just felt, you know, like this is my path and I've always just trusted that everything will be okay. And guess what? everything has been okay. And I'm so, so grateful. Yes. And I'm, I'm grateful to you for actually uh, bleeding that mentality out into my personal consciousness and awareness. Now, you mentioned something a little earlier about being able to feel people's feelings, being able to feel their intentions. And this is something I've talked about on the show before that I'm an empath and I feel other people's feelings too. And, and for a long time, I felt them as if they were my own. And I didn't know that they were other people's things that I was holding on to. And that tormented me for a really long time. Uh, so there's a two-part question. One, did did you ever have to deal with that where you were picking up on other people's feelings without realizing that that's what you were doing? And two, how has being that sensitive played to either, you know, having that strength or has it been, you know, kind of like, oh, I don't really like this and I'd rather not feel everybody's stuff? Yeah, you know, I think that might have been what caused me to go a little like downhill when I first went to college, just in terms of feeling everybody's energy and feeling kind of heavy. And I then chose, you know, to make other plans for myself. And I then learned about putting up a mirror. And so if somebody's putting out negative energy or has something really heavy, that that will just shine right back on them. And then when I'm working with clients, sometimes there's some things that come up that are really heavy. And I'm able to just take it and let it go. I don't let it sit in me. So I, I'm able to do that. And I, I'm able to then hold the light for them and shine that back on them. And so they feel that that energy. And I've just had so many people say that, that they felt so held by that. And so I've learned a couple different things. You know, it depends on the situation. So I've learned to either put up a mirror, push it back out, or if I'm working with a client to take it, release it and send them back that pure light. That's beautiful. And and I mean, it's, it's an important thing to be able to do for anyone who is kind of, you know, I, I know a lot of people can really pick up on feelings and emotions. It's really a, it's it's a thing. I mean, we all have this capacity. Everybody has their their energy field that extends in three to more feet beyond us in every direction. So we're always interacting with each other's energy fields. And some people are really attuned to them and some people aren't. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, totally normal. 
it's just, it's nice to be able to know how to do this. So I know for me, it's a visualization technique. And when you, when you visualize it, it becomes real. Is it the same for you? It's 100%. I just visualize seeing that mirror, like right in front of me, like I'm behind it. I'm in my little shield of white light and I'm placing that mirror in front. And then when I'm dealing with clients, I know that I'm allowing that to come through, but not to hold on. And so just to move through so I can help them kind of move through some of that and then just push back that light. Cause we are all, we all have that within us and it's just a matter of letting it shine. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Now um, let's talk a little bit about the fact that we are parents to a wonderful child. Yes, we are. And, you know, for anyone out there who is a parent and also trying to evolve in a spiritual capacity, that's not an easy proposition, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you know, it, it is, but it, you also have to be willing to be flexible hmm. because I think when you first have a child, that first year is all about their schedule. Like, obviously we're trying to get them on our schedule, but you know, you're, you're training them in so many different ways. And so finding time for meditation and different things can be uh, quite Tricky. a feat, but, um, I think we kind of found our way with that, which has been really cool. And it's something that I still do with Jacob, as you know, obviously, but I, I love to chant. That's something that I grew up with. I'm a chanter. I like to do all different types of Vedic chanting. And so I just started that with Jacob when he was really young. I don't even remember what age, maybe right when he was born. I know you were chanting with him before he was born. Yeah. Well, when he was in my belly for sure. But I just mean like in terms of the routine. So we still have that routine where I chant every night and sometimes he joins me. Sometimes he's a little too tired. But it's just so powerful. Like, I always get that in no matter what. And obviously, I, I do it on my own at other times, too. But it's just so nice to share that with your child, you know. And we share that, too, because yes. sometimes we all do it together mm -hmm. or, you know, separate. But it's just it's so nice to include your child in that because I feel like the first eight years of your child's life, they're not listening to what you're saying. They are doing what you're doing. hundred percent. So if you are chanting and meditating and doing all these other things, then they're just naturally interested in it. It's not like you have to say, well, you have to meditate, but I'm not. Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's a hundred percent true. I mean, children do as we do, not as we say, or not as we tell them to do. And that's, it's, it's a very valid point. Right now, today, we are sitting in, it's July 27th, 2020. We are in, still in the throes of COVID, this pandemic situation. And Sharice, you know, we've managed to keep sane and keep a good attitude and keep a positive, you know, flow going, even though there have been some trying times, 100%. What would you credit our positive outlook to? For me, it's the meditation and our daily practice. Yes. Would you say that that... I would 100% say that's the case. I feel like the more you have a daily practice for yourself, the stronger you are in any situation. doesn't matter what's happening outside of you or what somebody's trying to do to you, right? <laughs> it matters what you are doing on a daily basis. And that's what I talk to my clients about with yoga and Ayurveda, even tarot. You know, it's you have to make that effort to do those things on a daily basis because then you become almost like bulletproof, you know, just because you know you're just so in touch with your higher self and your spirit that no matter what, you know, everything is going to be okay. And how many talks have we had and just yeah. like so grateful for our meditation practice during this time. And it's deepened for both of us in mm -hmm. different ways. And it's just been, it's been incredible, not for the people that have been affected by this. Obviously. I just want to say, I'm, you know, every day I pray twice a day, actually, just 
sending out love and light to anybody that's that's affected and just so grateful for all the frontline workers. But I do feel like the earth is healing right now. We were at a pace where there was no end in sight. And so the earth is able to repair itself a little bit. And I'm just I'm I am grateful for that. Yeah, I actually just read that there's uh, a group of seismologists. I don't remember exactly the uh, source, but I remember reading the article and they're saying that humanity is making the least amount of seismic activity in the history of recording at this moment in time. Well, yes, it's good that we're not bouncing around on the earth as much because, you know, the earth does need a, a break by every single scientific model has shown that climate change is real and it's man made. But at the same time, the fact that we can sit back and not sit back, but the fact that we're letting Earth yes. heal is wonderful. The fact, the reason why is not so wonderful, yes. obviously. I agree. I, I also feel like before this happened for several years, I've just felt like, you know, how can like, especially in Los Angeles, because we have a lot of smog as, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> how can we just continue like this? Like, I just I really was like having a few moments and I'm like, okay, I just need to trust in the process and keep meditating, keep doing my part because I feel like we all just need to do our part. And when you do your part, you know, other people become inspired by that. Like I'm inspired by other people and hopefully we can inspire other people just by taking different steps to help the environment and just to better yourself on a daily basis. Cause when you better yourself, you're, you're helping the whole world. Now, I, I, I mean, beautifully said, what would you, what would you offer to anyone listening today? One thing that they could take away right now, something they could do immediately starting this moment in time that would help alleviate stress, help them cope with what's going on in the world, just something to kind of uplift their spirits. One thing, if you had one thing that you would say that they should do. One thing, focus on your breath. You know, that's a, that's a cornerstone of both yoga and Ayurveda, pranayama, Just take a moment where you're sitting, even if it's just for three minutes, slow down your breath, inhale through the nose, exhale out the mouth twice, and then just breathe through the nose. You can even place your hands at your belly, maybe one at your heart, one at your belly, filling yourself up full, feeling that prana or that life force enter you, and then just letting go of the rest. There's just so much power when you focus on the breath. If you can control your breath, you can control your life. First of all. Yes, a thousand times yes. As you know, for me, pranayama has been huge and it's increased my meditation. It's increased my focus. It's made me feel energized and alive and better. And I know that that will help for everyone out there. So if uh, if anyone is thinking about anything right now that's having you spin out of control, like Sharice just said, just sit for a minute and focus on your breath because you're not going to be able to think and focus on your breath at the same time. It's just not possible. So that's something that needs to be done, I think, for everybody around the world. Oh, 100%. Now, what's lighting you up at the moment? What's got you like super jazzed? You know, when you super jazzed, who am I? Um, <laughs> super jazzed. Super jazzed. What's got you super jazzed? No, but seriously, what what's got you excited right now as you look towards the future because look, I mean, I know a lot of people can maybe feel a little bit down. They're they're wondering when things are going to go back to normal, if there's ever going to be a normal life again. Talk to me. What are you, what well, are you excited first about? First, I'm excited for everybody because I feel like it's making everybody do some introspection. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like everybody's waking up in the way that they can wake up and people are opening up and feeling more connected to each other, even though we're not able to get together. It's like we're finding different ways to connect and, and we're yeah. realizing how important that is and how important our mother earth is. And then another thing that's totally jazzing me up is how much time I've gotten to spend with you and with Jacob and that we've really come to this realization that we should take the work that we've been doing for 
so like since like for me since I was a child right. for you for what like 25 30 years you Something know like that yeah and put it into like a really awesome course okay yeah. well I guess we should announce this then yeah, yeah. Let's do so it. if you're a listener of the show and you have yet to come and join us on Facebook there is we have a group called enhanced living it's the same name as the show and uh Sharice and I have started this I want to call it a movement almost yes. because we want people to join and and live enhanced and really find a way to propel themselves into the best version of themselves. And as such, we are designing or have designed and will be implementing a 12-week signature course. Yes. It's our masterclass. It is a 12-week class that's going to cover... Do you want to talk about it or do you want me to talk about it? You can start and I will add in. Okay, that sounds good. So uh, it's going to include uh, how to meditate, how to become aware, how to stay conscious and make decisions from an action place as opposed to a reaction place. It's going to include how to improve your interpersonal relationships. Our relationship is one that has grown, you know, as you hear about people in, in quarantine or lockdown or whatever, and, and people are just divorcing all over the place. We are, are closer than we've ever been. And sure. And it's, and I have to say that that reason is, is because we both, even when we first met, we decided that we have to make the first thing, obviously our connection to God or our evolution, you know, mm -hmm. we're meant to evolve here. Right. So yes. that's an important thing. And we knew that we wanted to be connected on a spiritual level. And I think that's so important for any relationship because the other stuff can just go away. And what you have then is that spiritual connection and that choice that you make to be in love with each other. Yes, and it is a choice. And it I is. think I think that's part of the course is is about helping people understand how to navigate the I want to say trials and tribulations of relationships of all kinds, because it's not just the romantic relationship. It's, it's friendships. The, exactly. Family. Work <laughs> work relationships, all of it can be handled from the same viewpoint. And when you yes. do these interpersonal relationships will just improve. And then the final part of the course is going to have to do with what Ayurveda and exercise yes. and lifestyle. Life. Yes. And as part of the course too, we're going to be offering coaching with, with uh, one or both of us. And, you know, one of the things that I, I definitely am excited to offer if people are interested is one of my coaching sessions could actually be a tarot reading. If you're interested in something like that, you know, that's something that I've been doing, like I said, since seventh grade. And I feel like it brings, it brings excitement and great value to people lives as well. It really does. It surely does. I'm very excited for this next chapter for us personally, but I'm really excited for the people who will benefit from what we've had the, the well, I want to say pleasure, but also displeasure of experiencing and working our way through. Yes. So uh, for more information on our Enhanced Living Signature Masterclass, uh, just go ahead and, and, and follow us or find us on Facebook and join Enhanced Living. It's a private group. We have a ton of free resources in there as well. So yes. the master course or the master class, that's going to be for people who really want to take it up to the next level. But just being in the Enhanced Living group is going to help you evolve just by being there. It's a, it's a group full of like-minded people who are trying to evolve. And we post a whole bunch of really helpful material in there on a daily basis. So yes. So come and join us there, but, uh, which I'm, I'm super excited about that. So, yes, so now too. before we go, before we go, I know we've taught, we've touched on how, what, what, one thing people can take away to improve their lives. Now we've touched on how we've handled, you know, Hollywood and all that. What would you say is the number one most important thing that you focus on when dealing with relationships? And I know you said coming at it from a spiritual perspective, but I'm saying relationships in general, how do you focus on things? Like, what do you look at and, and what's the perspective that you take? 
relationships as in all relationships, not just ours. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is something that I've been doing for quite some time. And especially after I had Jacob, I really just look at that person like a part of God. And I just look at the, the goodness that's there. And if there are qualities that maybe don't resonate with me, or I don't, I feel like are kind of pushing me, I look at it at myself and I say, what is it inside of me that is causing me to feel this way? And I think that's such a big realization to have. And once you get there, you always come back to it. Like if something comes up in just a friendship or in our relationship, okay, let me take a breath. Let me walk away so we don't turn into something. Because when we first started dating, I mean, we <laughs> we have always been connected, but we definitely had our things that we were working through. We've had oh, a yeah. lot. And even when Jacob was born, we've been through a ton. Yeah. But the, the main thing for us is that we were always choosing to talk it out, work it out. Like divorce was not on the table. Never. And so we knew that we could have that safe space. And so you want to be that safe space for friendships, for family and know staying in that calm energy. And if you can't talk to that person in a calm state, then remove yourself from the situation until you can, because I don't think it does anything for anyone. If you're coming from a place of anger or fear, you say things that you're going to regret for mm -hmm. sure. Hundred percent. Um, so just taking that time to walk away. And like I said from earlier, taking some breaths and just checking in. And if you need a whole night or whatever you need, taking that space and your partner or your friend should honor that. And if they can't, then maybe a little bit longer of time should be taken <laughs> away. <laughs> but I think with relationships, it's so important to remember that we're all a piece of God and so we need to find that middle point. And sometimes, you know, relationships just come in for a season and they truly are meant to dissolve. And that's okay. Wishing that person love, but sometimes you don't need to be around them physically. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Um, I, I remember reading a quote and I, I can't remember who said it. Forgive me, but I'm going to I'm going to make this quote. I did not I did not come up with this, but it was basically just because I don't want you at my table doesn't mean I don't want you to eat. Amen. I don't remember who said it. I think it might have been an athlete. I, I honestly don't remember. But the truth is, it's really all about wishing the person well and not just because you don't want to associate with someone. It doesn't mean that you have to hate them. It doesn't mean that you no. have to wish them ill. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, have any kind of negative feelings towards this person. If they even if they hurt you, it's never personal. My final question, final question, not really. I want to know very quickly what role do you think meditation has to play in bettering people's lives and being able to come from this calm place? Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> just having a daily practice. I mean, if, if you're listening and you have a daily practice and I don't really need to explain this to you, but you just always come back to that stillness, to that calmness, and you know, you have that portable paradise within you. So no matter what is coming to you, you're able to work through it and breathe through it. And it may take a few days. It, you know, you don't, you don't know how long, but trusting in the process of it. If you haven't started meditation, I would encourage you to even just sit for a minute, just watch your breath go in and out, allow yourself to be the observer and just see what thoughts are coming in and just try not to attach to them. Don't try to stop them, but just don't invite them in for tea. Yeah, I, I love that. Don't invite them in for yeah, tea. Yeah, I heard that from somebody a long time ago, and I don't know who, but I just love it so much because I love tea. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's absolutely brilliant. Yes, I, I definitely think that meditation, for me at least, it creates space around the event. So 
whenever something happens that would be considered unfavorable instead of, you know, just losing my mind and reacting and, and yelling or screaming or whatever, which, by the way, guilty of in the past 100%. Yes, you are. <laughs> but not anymore. Well, but the point is, <laughs> that's is that... that's because of your practice. Yeah, but. I'm able to now, when something happens, there's, it, it like, it comes in and I'm able to analyze it and go, wait a second, no... Uh-uh. And then I'll take a breath and then I'm calmly able to just deal with the situation as opposed to exploding, which is a really huge thing for me because I'm a fire type. So yes. for me, I get worked up and it's so <laughs> meditation is so, so, so important. I think that that's the one thing that if I remember reading another quote that said that if we would teach this generation of children how to meditate. If we made meditation mandatory in school, we would have world peace in one generation. I agree and with that. A hundred percent. I feel that's true. For more information, if you'd like more information about anything that we're doing, uh, you can go to enhancedliving.net. That's enhancedliving.net. Come and join our group on Facebook at Enhanced Living. I, I said at, but there's no at symbol. Just just do a search for Enhanced Living yeah. on Facebook. And sorry, I, I want to say about you, like, you know, oh. because I've known you for such a long time. We've been together over 11 years and we just celebrated 10 years of marriage. We did. I am more in love with you now than mm. I was when I first met you. And even at our wedding day, like it just grows. And I think it's because, you know, you've really taken everything to heart in terms of evolving and just really working on yourself. And I know I'm doing the same thing too. And I think that's what brings so much light into our relationship. And I just want to thank you for inspiring me. Oh my. Um, thank you, Sharice. I, I am speechless, which as you know, is a rarity. Yes. I feel the exact same way about you. I really do. And this is turning into a total mush fest. And if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening at home right now and you're going, ew, no, not ew. You can have this too. It's a yes. very simple thing. I think we'll leave on this one note about relationships, which is that a lot of people think that if they end the relationship they're in, yes, I love this person, but I can't be with them because they drive me nuts and so on. And then we just work, we turn into the worst people around each other. That's not what it's about because whatever issues you guys are dealing with now, you're going to bring into the next relationship and you're going to deal with them. So as long as you're in a relationship with someone who has the same spiritual um, basis, desire. desire, thank you, a desire as you do, and they want to, you're on the same page spiritually, then you can work it out. It's a matter of just choosing to do so. There have been so many times where, you know, the two of us have gotten into something, and, and I know for a fact that if we weren't on the same page spiritually, that it could have caused the end of our relationship, and 100%. that would have, been, would have been tragic. Yeah. It would have been tragic. So, Again, Enhance Living on Facebook, EnhanceLiving.net. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us today, Sharice. And, oh. thank, and thank you for being my, my, my forever everything. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Enhanced Living Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach me directly at EnhancedLiving.net. Thanks for listening.